Well, this evening, um, we're going to take a break from First Peter, and uh, I've got a little idea of how to study uh, the Bible for yourself. And many of you are already doing that, and I'm not telling you to change your plan <laughs> or anything like that. But if you have, find yourself wanting resources, wanting to find, go a little bit deeper, um, or, or trying to start for the first time doing a Bible study for yourself, uh, that's what this handout's for. We're going to sort of go through it, and then we're actually going to do a little bit of Bible study using some of this idea that, you're, that we're going to be talking about this evening. Um, so reading the Bible for yourself, what's hard about reading the Bible for yourself? All right, getting in the routine of actually doing it is very, that's, that's to me, that's the hard part, is that the establishing that. The other hard part I have for me is keeping a routine, um, where you just do it because you're supposed to do it. What else? Yeah, yeah, understand the background so that you've got a better understanding of what's being said and what's, what's going on. Very true. All right. Anybody else? Yeah, understanding some versions of the Bible are harder to understand than others. Um, and we're going we're gonna to hit on that as well this evening. And so it's, it's finding what is right for you and your relationship with God. Where are you at? You are not going to sit down if you've never done quiet time material uh, where you've actually tried to study the Bible, you're not going to sit down and do an hour-long Bible study the first time <laughs> you sit down. You're going to be lucky if you do five minutes because you've you got to get your bearings. You've got to figure out what's going on. I remember when I first started, it took me a while to figure out what worked for me. And again, what works for me may not work for you, but I'm trying to get... Tonight, I'm going to try to give you a variety of different tools so that you might be able to, to find something that's helpful. Even if you've been doing it a long time, there might be some resources here that you haven't seen or, or ideas that you haven't thought about. So, all that said, um, let's, let's get into it. Now, the first thing I want to talk about are internet resources. Um, who, how many of y'all have a Bible app on your phone of some type or other? Okay. And, and that's great. It's great to be able to, you're literally carrying the Bible with you everywhere you go now. That is a great thing. What's the danger of having all the internet resources that we have around us today when it comes to studying the Bible? You can get sidetracked, that's one thing. Bad information, yeah. Type in um, who was Jesus. You might get some Muslim site <laughs> that talks about who Jesus is. Well, that's not the direction you want to go. So it becomes important to know what you're, where you're going, where are those places that you're going. Um, I've listed a couple of different ones on here that are great for getting. And Bible 
study. If, and even, again, this is one of those things if you've been doing it a while, it's a good place to start. One of them is called the Bible Project. That's actually YouTube videos. Um, and he literally has a YouTube video for every book in the Bible where he'll take, usually it's about 15 minutes to explain this is sort of an overview of it. Now, before we get, just, just remember that's there. Now, even though I say that's a good resource, what do you need to know about that resource or any resource? Who's the author? And understand that that's going to be one person's opinion. There are things that he said in the Bible project that I don't necessarily agree with, but it's not causing me any issues in terms of him being a Christian or anything. It's just might be might have about where he's going in a certain direction. But again, you look at it as an overall resource. It's a great place to start as you do Bible study. Um, a real good one is Bible Gateway. If those of you who don't have Bible apps, or even if you have a Bible app that's just a Bible app, and you want to get deeper, you can do that. This place, for, for free, you can type in whatever chapter or verse you want and it'll take you to that and you there's literally I think about 40 or 50 different versions listed so you'll find your version more than likely and, and you can use that the nice thing about it is it also has commentaries that are right there as well that are also free now if you want to get it a little more in depth than that then for 40 bucks a year or 399 a month They'll even open up more resources to you. And it's a very conservative site in terms of the resources they have in, in terms of Bible study and, and that type of thing. So that's, that's another place to go if you're on the Internet looking for information and so forth. Books, there's three sites. Christianbooks.com is very good. Um, it has probably more resources than LifeWay does. And normally, I hate to say it, it's cheaper than LifeWay. Um, the problem with both uh, ChristianBooks.com and LifeWay compared to Amazon is, Amazon, if you're a member, you're going to get it quicker. If you're going through ChristianBooks.com, it's going to take five or six not two, not three. Um, so if it's something that you don't need immediately, personally like to go through christianbooks.com just because I'm giving my money to a Christian group. <laughs> um, and, and that's what I do. And, and I'll look at LifeWay as well. LifeWay, by the way, is the Southern Baptist website uh, for, for books and stuff. It's what we use BSF material. Yeah, care? Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that's true. Discover, yeah, you can find them used. Right. You're right. Um, and so there are a myriad of different ways you can go to, to find things. So that's just real briefly the internet side of things. Um, I will also, also say it's good to use the internet as a resource for prayer. Um, you can go to the International Mission Board website and you'll find prayer needs that are pretty current to what's going on for our missionaries. 
Same thing with the North American Mission Board. And there are other places you can go where if you're looking for things to pray for specifically for missionaries or that type of thing, they'll be there. And uh, you, you can use that. Um, so let's switch gears. We've, we've talked about the internet side. Well, let's talk about what I call the hardback side, <laughs> the old way, um, which is still in many ways the way I still do it. Uh, I tried, I have a, a Bible software program called Logos um, that I can literally have lots of Bibles, lots of commentaries open and everything, but I still have not gotten to where I can study as well as I want to compared to if I put it on paper. Um, and that, that's just me. Younger generation probably can do that. I, I can't yet. I still want to write it down. Um, but there are a lot of resources there, and those places we mentioned about Christian Books and Lifeway.com and, of course, Amazon, you'll find these resources there. To help you study the Bible, one of the things I think is important is for you to have a commentary to help you. Um, this is my NIV study Bible. This was actually given to me, I think this is the one that was given me, I can't remember. One of these was given to me by Rivlin Hills, which was the first church I was at. And uh, yeah, it is, it's that one. And because I very rarely actually use this Bible to study anymore, it's still in pretty good shape. <laughs> um, but it has study notes in it. And that's the first route I would tell you to go if you're looking to study the Bible a little more in depth and you just got a Bible version, you can also get what's called a study Bible. And in it, it will have some basic information about the book, why it was written, some of the questions uh, that were being at that Greg mentioned about culture, why it was written, those type of things will be in there. And even in some of the verses, it'll explain a term and that type of thing for you. Um, and so that's, that's a good first resource to go. If you want to go a little bit further, you can get a one-volume commentary. Uh, uh, the one I've got here, and I've read Bible commentary, there's actually two volumes. One's the Old Testament, one's the New Testament. And for, I think it's $53, you can get both of them, or you can pay like 30 bucks to get one of them. Or you can go discover books and probably get them for half price of that. <laughs> um, but that's, that's not going to go verse to verse per se, as much as it is, it's, it's going to hit the main things. Um, and then finally, if you're really, really wanting to get further in detail, there are a lot of commentaries that the book will be this big. That's the commentary on John. And that's all it's talking about. So if, if you really want in depth, you can do that. Possibility. But those are just some of the things out there. Now, in terms of actually studying it, how do you do that? Well, the easiest way is to pick up your Bible and to read it and to highlight, if you want to, those type of things. Um, that's, that's the way I start recommending people. It's the way I started. Some people start with doing something like open windows is something that we hand out. I like open windows. The one disadvantage of open windows is somebody's doing all the thinking for you. Unless you decide to do some of it on your own before you let somebody else 
think for you. Um, the other thing with that is it's just one verse. And that verse, and in this case, being up in the windows, it's not going to be taken out of context too often. But sometimes it can be taken out of context. Sometimes it's, if you would study the verses around it, you would get a lot better understanding of where, what the author's trying to say. So even if you use this, I'm not telling you don't use this anymore, but what I would tell you to recommend to you is look at the paragraph around it, around the verse that's in here. Go look it up in the Bible and read that. And think about it and write down some thoughts before you even read what then becomes the information that they put down about what they're getting out of it. Study it yourself first. Ask God to show you through his spirit, hey God, what do you want me to learn today? What can I get out of this verse or out of these verses that it's coming from? So a lot of people start out is by finding something that's helpful. Um, where I, when I first started trying to figure out how to study the Bible for myself, this is the book I chose. This was in college. It's Search the Scriptures. And it's a three-year study. And you go through the whole Bible in three years. Now, a lot of you to read the Bible through in one year. So if you're doing three years, you're going a little slower. <laughs> And it does, there's not really a commentary here. It's more of it asks you questions to think about as you read what verses it tells you to read. You read those verses, and then it's got questions for you to ask after you read it. It also has a little background on it, that thing, but it's more of just sort of a study guide. And when I was in college, I took this three-year daily devotional and did it in four. <laughs> um, because you, you, if you're me, you didn't hit every day. And that was reality. But this helped me learn to study the Bible for myself more than anything else I think I ever used. Because it helped me to learn what questions to ask. It gave me some information. So, and I've got that available up here if you want to take a look at it afterwards. But search the scriptures. Alan M. Stibbs is, is the name. Um, but that puts me to what I want to talk about to really study the Bible. And Keith talks about this a lot too. If you really want to learn the Bible, the best way to do it is to choose a book. Don't just look and say, how am I going to study today, God, and flip around to see till you see a heading you like. The best way to do it is to start with a book and read the book. Um, I would recommend, if you've not done this before, to either start with one of the Gospels, understanding that one of the Gospels is going to take a while. Or if you don't feel comfortable in doing one of the Gospels, then choose one of maybe, maybe Galatians or, or one of those that Paul wrote that's a little shorter. And you can use it to start and give you an understanding, okay, what does it mean to read a whole book through? What does it mean to study a whole book through? So that, that's one of the things I would talk about. Um, when you do that, what I always recommend is before you start studying verse by verse or paragraph by paragraph or however you're going to study it, read the whole book like you would need a novel, read a novel. 
because that's the way it was written. It wasn't written when, when these were first written. They were not meant to be studied verse by verse. They were meant to be read aloud for people to hear. And you get a, when you do that, you know what the beginning of the book is and you know what the ending of the book is. As you then go back and study the whole thing, maybe verse or paragraph by paragraph. But I encourage you to do that. If it's a gospel, you may only do it once because it's a lot of reading. And, it, and I'm not telling you you'll do it in one day. But take the number of days it takes to read through that book just without taking notes to read through it, just to get an understanding, where's the author going? What's he wanting to tell me? And you'll get a lot better understanding when you go back and start studying, actually. Um, so, so I encourage you to do that. Now, um, with all that said, how do you do that? Well, there are a number of ways. Like I said, you can take your Bible and just start reading through a Bible. You can do it that way. Now, it's one of the nice things that's out there now is you can take, this is actually, I got to put my, this is actually Hebrews. So this is the book of Hebrews. And it's the NIV, I think this is the NIV version. And what it does is it has, um, like this is chapter 2, and it has chapter 2 here, and then it has a place for you to write notes. So if you're one of those like me, I hate, quite frankly, marking up the Bible that I'm going to read from because then you can't read from it anymore because I'm lousy about how I mark things. But this hits me as something I could use because you can mark this up all day long as you're studying. You can take this with you when you go traveling somewhere. And it's not a lot of things you're carrying around. And it gives you a space to write down your thoughts and things you've learned. And you can mark everything out of it. And it's not the main Bible you use. This is your study notes. Um, I think this one, I uh, can't remember how much it was. Well, it was, it was, I found it for $30 for the whole set of the New Testament. Um, so that's another way. And then they give you also some information in the back that's helpful. But then they give you lots of other pages of notes so that if you can't write everything you want to write on that section, you can go to the back and add to it. So that's a great way to think about studying the Bible uh, as well. And then finally, uh, in terms of ways to study it, flip over on the back of this page. Guess where this came from? This came from Bible Gateway. I just printed it out. Now what I did is printed out in Word, because I have Word, if you've got Google Docs or whatever you got, you can print it out in that, and guess what? You can make the type bigger. have to have that. <laughs> but in making the type bigger, it also gives you more ability to write and that type of thing, to highlight easier, those type of things. And you can do this page by page, one each day, print out the whole book to start with. And then you put three-hole punch it, you put it in a notebook, guess what? You got it the rest of your life. So if you end up having to teach Sunday school sometime and it's on Second uh, Corinthians 5, you can pull right to it. What's neat about it is if you look back on what you've written, I did that um, uh, 
a few years back, I went back and looked at what I did when I did search the scriptures and the words and things I wrote down. It is fascinating what I said and, and how it showed me I had grown in my faith. It isn't saying that what I did as a freshman in college was wrong, but it sure showed me that I've learned a lot more about who God is and how I'm supposed to live for him. And that's sort of a neat thing to be able to do. Think about it. Um, so that, that's you can, so you can mark this all day long too. And you're not responsible, so to speak, that you normally read from. So those are just sort of ways to think about an actual surface of reading it. Anybody got any questions about any of that? Okay. Now let's talk about versions. The hardest version to understand. The King James Version. Now for many of you in here, it's not. Because you grew up with it. But if I take anybody down there in the LC who's with the youth tonight, they'll be reading Shakespeare. They might as well be reading Shakespeare because they don't understand it. You have to realize that. So it's important to find a version of the Bible you feel comfortable with. What I in this get a Bible you understand, I sort of mark from what I would call needing to know better reading ability where it reads smooth. So the King James Version is there. The ESV, which a lot of people use today, um, it's a great version. But it's also written to stick to the Greek more than to the English. So it can confuse you at times if you don't have another version around. Um, the same thing, the, the NSB, um, the old one, had a 1995 version of NSB. When I was in seminary, that's what we all used. We had to translate 1 John, and what I always fell back to was the NS, the New American Standard Bible, because it was literally Greek to English, the best way it could possibly be. So, so that was a very helpful version. Um, just recently, last year, came out with a new one. It's an easier-to-read version. Um, it's more in the line of the NIV, uh, that, that area. So, uh, just make note of that. Um, the CSB is what we, as Southern Baptists put out, Lifeway puts out, is the Christian standard version or Bible. That's their version. That's the version that we've done. It's a good version. Um, the New King James and NIV, both the, the CSB, the New King James, version and NIV, I sort of lump into a middle section of pretty easy to understand. Um, they're, they're, they're translating word to word, but, but they're making sure you understand it in English. Um, when you get to the NFT new, um, I can't, yeah, yeah <laughs> um, when you get to that version, it's more translating thought to thought. It starts to be not so much a word translation as this is what the writer was trying to say. And then when you get to the message, it's a, a paraphrase. Any of y'all grew up probably reading the Living Bible? Some of y'all probably did. That was a paraphrase. That's the first Bible I had that I ever understood was the Living Bible. I'm glad I had it. 
because I wouldn't have understood the Bible any other way when I was in seventh grade. Um, and the message that way is that for today's people. Uh, but again, he's saying, I'm trying, if, if the writer were writing in English today, this is how he would say it. It's called a paraphrase. It's not necessarily thought to thought. It's, this is the thought, and this is sort of how you would say that today. There's nothing wrong with that. I would not rely on it as your primary study tool. I use the message a lot when I'm looking at a passage and I'm saying, well, what does that, does that mean? It's almost like another commentary that he's written. This is what Eugene Peterson says it means. That's the guy who wrote the message. Great guy. Um, so understand that and find a version that you're comfortable with. Now, are you fully going to understand any version? No. I don't fully understand any version. Guess what? The people who translate don't fully understand exactly what was in the Hebrew and the Greek. They make some guesses. They're educated guesses, but there's sometimes we don't know what the word means because it's never, never used anywhere else. So it's hard to figure out. So you try to figure out from context what it is. So th that's just reality. So find a version that you feel comfortable with that you can study. Uh, from there, um, like I said, read through it like you would a book that you would buy to read. One of the hardest things today, unfortunately, is we have so many resources out there and nobody reads. That's sad. But unfortunately, that's becoming more and more the reality. Um, that's why Bible Project started, has done so well, because it's, it's a video. <laughs> and it might get you interested. It might get a youth interested or a college student interested or a young adult interested to at least start studying it, and then maybe they'll read it because it's the interest. That might be something to use on somebody like that. Um, but you've got to be willing to put the time in it. And... Those are just first steps of the practicality of how to start looking at you. Now, when it comes to actually doing the stuff, you know what the most important thing is? Prayer. I really think it is. Don't jump into it and say, why am I going to learn today? Say, God, me what you want me to get out of this. Hear my heart that I, that I don't make it a routine, that I'm not doing it because I'm supposed to. Try to get your heart right. God, is there some unconfessed in my life keeping me from being able to, to really sit down and, and hear what you want me to, to hear? All those things are important. It also calms you. Other thing I would tell you is if you're not going to have your phone off or away from you, at least have it on vibrate. Treat it like you're having a conversation with the most important person in the world. Because guess what? You are. So treat it that way. The other thing I would say is 
Prepare yourself to study. Put yourself in a good environment where you're going to have the time to do it. Um, for me, it, it can be outside. I love doing it outside when the, the weather's turned nice. I love to go outside now and read and do my study out there. Um, or it may be a one spot, but, but make it where you're comfortable and, and where you can, can spend the time that you want to spend. Um, when it comes to the daily study, praying for understanding, once you've read through the passage, the, the Bible uh, book, once or twice, at least once, go back and start studying it. Now, if it's the first time you've ever done it, you're going to be lost. <laughs> That's why I'm telling you what I'm telling tonight, is to try to give you some place to start. But don't feel like you have to do a chapter. Or if you feel more comfortable doing a chapter, do a chapter. Whatever works for you. The main thing is you're saying, God, your word is important to me. I want to learn from you. Teach me. And God will honor that. So find whatever length of time. If I, I probably got to have at least 15 minutes. But don't feel like if you do it the first time and, and you're timing yourself and it took five that you failed. No, you didn't. You studied the Bible for five minutes. That's good. What can you improve on? What, what do you need to know? What resources do you need to help you study it further? I still ask those questions today. What's out there to help me study God's Word better? So ask those types of questions. But when you sit down to study, read through the passage at least twice, whatever you mark as what you're going to do. So go to this side over here. Um, 2 Corinthians 5 says, Since then we know what it is to fear God, try to persuade ourselves, uh, persuade others, excuse me. Who's the we? Here's a point. You don't know who the we is if you just pick it up in the middle of a book. You have no idea. He's talking about when you write at the beginning of the book, he talks about Paul and Timothy are the ones that he refers to. Now, Silas might be around too. There might be others around. But that, when he says we, this is Paul writing, we is at least Paul and Timothy, if not others. And he says, since then we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. So I make that point to, to make the point of start from the beginning so that you understand this thing builds. How many of you would pick up a best-selling novel and just start reading in the middle of it? You don't do that. You have no idea what's going on. So start at the beginning of the book to understand what's going on. Um, so as you choose the section, now you may, in studying, you may do the first 1 through 15. That's probably what I would do. 
if I find myself not really getting a lot out of 11 through, 11 through 15, then I might add 16 and following. But I, I normally try to do about a paragraph at a time. This is normally what I try to do. Um, but again, that's me, not you. Find out what's comfortable for you. Let's go down to 16. Um, verse 16 there, it says, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ this way, we do so long, no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new, uh, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. All right, so we'll stop there. Oh, no, let me go further. And he, was, um, and he has committed us to the ministry of reconciliation. So we'll stop there. So going back, I say... Um, Break it down by highlighting. What would you highlight if you're looking for verbs in that 16 through uh, 28, 20, I don't have my glasses on, 20, uh, 19, 16 through 19. What would you highlight as the verbs? Regard. It's used twice. Recon- reconcile. Behold. Um, committed. You're looking, I'm, you're not just, you know, it be a important verb. But you're looking, you remember in probably, I think it was eighth grade, you had the diagram sentences, the action verbs. You're looking for those action verbs, folks. What's making this passage move? What is he trying to say is happening? You're looking for those action verbs. Um, the other thing that you would highlight, and by the way, highlight, I mean by using a highlighter probably, but I would also have two colors. I, have, I use three colors, but uh, to start out, I would use two. One would be for the action verbs. The second color would be for words or, or phrases that catch your attention. That you say, wow, hadn't thought of that before. Like in this, I would say worldly point of view. What does that mean? I would have highlighted that today. Now, I come back and study this six months later. I might not highlight worldly point of view. There's not a right or wrong with this. It's what God is teaching you at that moment. What you're feeling, what you need at that moment. That makes sense? Um, you know, new creation, old is gone, new is here. That's pretty important. And then what word is used over and over again in this passage? I already heard it. Huh? Reconciliation. That's big. What's really big about this, if you've read the start of 2 Corinthians, you know that there are a lot of people that don't like Paul anymore. And Paul's actually writing this letter to try to reconcile with them and say, look, y'all not remember who, why I came and why I shared what I shared? Don't let somebody take you away from what is the primary thing. He, in many ways, this letter is to reconcile 
for them to have a reconciliation with him. And that's why he points out, guess what my ministry is? It's to reconcile people. To who? What does it say here? To Christ. That's the goal. So, I'm just giving you, and that's just for a moment. We're not going through the whole thing, but you see the idea doing that, of highlighting those things and so forth. Once you've gone through and highlighted stuff, then sit down and take notes. What was important about this? And that's this last part. Um, the, the, again, it's the same thing you learned in English. <laughs> Who, what, when, where, why? That's what you're asking to understand this passage. Who's being talked about? Who's being talked to? Who's doing the talking? Those are important things to know as you're studying the Bible. But then what's being talked about? What's the main point? And you ask those questions as you read that section. Now, highlighting it and reading it twice already has already helped you tremendously to get some understanding of that. And you can write it down. Things I want to remember from this day of studying the Bible. Once you do that, you can then, I would encourage you to look at the commentaries. Not before, because I don't want somebody else influencing what you're going to hear that day. Now, if there's a word that you don't understand, then okay, look that up. That's fine. If, if it mentions Pharisees and you say, I have no clue what a Pharisee is, well, look that up. So you'll know as you read through it. But don't sit down and read the commentaries first because you're letting them influence you more than you're letting God influence you in that situation. Let God have first turn at you. And then you read the commentaries to make sure you're not out of bounds somewhere. That what you thought, you say, boy, I didn't get that. And now I understand that's what I mean. That's what a commentary will help you do. Sometimes you're going in a wrong, you're chasing a rabbit, and that's the wrong rabbit to chase. So those are just some things to try to help you learn how to study the Bible. Um, if any of y'all want more help individually, I would be glad to do that to help you learn how. It's the most important thing you can do. Is to figure out, okay, God, what are you saying to me? And how we do that? By studying his word. If we don't do that, then we're influenced, we're tossed about by every trend that comes along. God's word gives us strength to live life. And it's important that we look to, to learn how to study it. Now, if you're sitting here and feeling guilty, I'm not saying don't feel guilty. But don't let that stop you from starting to do something. Do something. Even if it's just reading a chapter a day, that's better than nothing. Do something to get in God's Word. Even if it is using open windows and you're not doing something else, at least start somewhere. Because God can use that. One final plug, if you want to, the other thing I would say, this is a book called The Heart of the Story. It's the best book written that I have read 
to explain the Bible from beginning to end. And some of y'all have read it because this is not the first time I've played this. Um, but it's a really good book. And if you want a copy, I've got a copy. But I'd ask you to, to read it or to per, say you're going to read it. Don't just put it on your shelf. <laughs> um, but it, it really does a good job of connecting God's story, big story, to our story. And, and how Genesis relates to Revelation. So it's, it's good in that way. All right, well, let's close in prayer. Father, thank you that you have given us an opportunity to learn more about you. And forgive us for the times when we don't do that. For the times when we uh, just neglect our relationship with you. Father, may we learn to value it. May we learn that you care for us and you love us and you want to go deeper with us. And Father, I just pray that you will, with those who have heard this tonight, you just give them some insight and direction on how to make your word apply to their lives. Father, for how I can make your word apply to my life. Thank you that you don't leave us in the dark, that you give us direction and guidance. And we thank you for who you are. In your son's name we pray. Amen.